I am Are here you there? Eight man strong. You know it. You know it, baby. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Baseball Wrap, Michael and Darren with you, and uh, Darren, congratulations are in order, second year in a row, it's a rematch of last year, you knocked me off, 5-4-1, and then uh, Dale got beat by Paulie, did that end up 8-2? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so it's you and Paulie for the championship, Uh, congrats. Well, thanks, Bot. Yeah, it was, (laughs) gosh, it was in doubt all the way, uh, really through yesterday's games. You know, you're, you're, the guys you picked up, and I thought for sure that, uh, I mean, you, you were piling up strikeouts left and right, and I'm just like, oh, I can't, I'm not going to be able to catch him in strikeouts. This is horrible. And he's, he's up 5 nothing in both of his games this afternoon, and, uh, you know, all you needed to do was carry wins, and you would have been tied 5-5, but I was able to, to tie it because that, that Seattle guy, man, I thought that was like the pickup. I thought that was the... Uh, the pickup of the year for for you to pick him up, and he was just sailing along, striking out guys. I'm just like going, oh, my gosh. And he'd been pitching good the last couple outings. So when I saw you picked him up, you know, his his whip was like 175. I'm just like, but, yeah, but look at his last two. He's playing the Sox. I mean, they, they're okay. They can do some damage, but I don't know. It was looking really – I was just like, uh, it's over. <laughs> Well, but then you said you came back and said, "Hey, it's still early." And I'm like, "Oh well, that's true." And I think the next inning, the guy came out. He couldn't get out of the fourth out inning. Of the fifth inning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he he went through uh, fourth inning. It killed him. Uh, yeah, or fifth inning. You know, it's interesting, uh, Darren. Um, it, it came down to pitching last day. I mean, the, the offensive categories yep. were pretty. I, mean, I had a chance for runs, but early Sunday you got out to a bunch of runs, and I I couldn't score any runs. But it came down to pitching, and quite frankly, we both of our staffs tried their best to give it away. <laughs> but at the end of the day, mine did. And I think what was huge, uh, one number one for me, I, I was going to pick up Wainwright, and I didn't. That would have won it for me for the week, you know, hindsight yeah. 2020. But, um, you know, Bauer pitched two good games for you, which you that needed. That was huge. And, uh, you know, but when I look back at it, too, I, I can't be too upset because I actually really got even lucky to be in it. Because remember that first day I got like two back backdoor wins from relievers? I mean, of my five yeah. wins, two of them should not have happened. So quite frankly, um, it would have been really lucky for me to win those categories. And it just didn't work out. No, no. And, um, yeah, when, when when you see your opponent get a win, let's say you, you had um, oh, the guy on uh, on Philly. Yeah, Parker comes in, Parker. you know, what's fifth, sixth inning or some fourth inning, and he and he pitches a couple innings, and they give him the win because he was the best reliever. He was the best reliever, and the, obviously the starter only went like two or three innings. And when your opponent starts doing stuff like that, if things start falling his way, I'm just you have to start thinking, oh, man, this is just not going to happen. Um, but I was able to battle back. The key was the, after the first day when um, – when Fires got blown up in that initial outing, I'm just like, oh, man, this is not good, you know. And then he came back the second time, and I don't wish a guy gets hurt, but the fact that he got hurt and had to leave the game, he was on his way to 
to really getting hammered. He lost, I don't know if you saw this, he lost five miles per hour on his fastball from the first to the second inning. So something was obviously wrong there. Melvin went out there to check on him and then left him in. And then he proceeded to give up a walk, I think, in a home run. And and so they ended up taking him out. So he's probably, you know, they were looking at his forearms. So that's that's never a good thing. And it's too bad because the guy's been pitching great. And he pitched great for me ever since I picked him up. Um, he threw the he threw the no hitter earlier this year, and the guy just kept going. And the A's are playing playing very well, so he was racking up wins. But um, it was just unfortunate it had to end that way for him. And um, and so that was uh, and then but then you had a couple guys come out and and get hit as well. And the the one guy that I was afraid of, well, I was a, I was a little afraid of Bauer, but based on the fact that the D backs aren't playing that they're just not hitting anymore, yeah. I thought you know what, he could come out and throw a decent game. And um, and he did. He, he was money. He was the he was the Bauer of old. Eight innings, struck a struck about seven or eight guys, struck them out, and held the D-backs to one run. And that was huge for me because Trevor Williams on the Pirates. I was I looked at his numbers against the Cubs this year. I'm going. This is going to be a train wreck. I just know it. But I'm just like I got to leave him in there though because I need strikeouts and wins. And yeah, I think we were both in the same position. That do I really want to run this guy out here? But we didn't have a choice. You have to just. I was texting with Dale yesterday. I'm just like, you know, it is a little annoying when you work this whole hard this whole way, and then it just comes down to, well, who's going to be luckier? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who's going to get the breaks at the end? But um, that's kind of how it played out. So well, I was, when uh, you go head to head, you know, and it's only one week, um, right, like I, right. I, I got unlucky right off the bat because my best pitchers all pitched on Sunday, so I only got them one start. You know, um, yeah. This week, I mean, Garrett Cole has been. I mean, he's been one of the best pitchers in baseball the last month and a half, and I only got one out of him. And I don't have a great staff. And then the Manaya pickup I had, Manaya's been fantastic down the stretch. Oh yeah. What really <clears throat> killed me was guys that had been they've been up and down all year. They haven't been great, but like Quintana goes five and a third inning, gives up fifteen hits, and then Freed uh, seven and a third. I I thought going into Sunday, I those two pickups I made, uh, Sheffield and um hernandez those are just for strikeouts like i i i I went into sunday going i'm gonna i'm probably not gonna catch him in the area and whip but that's fine i'm gonna win four hitting categories and i've win strikeouts five five we're good to go yep yeah because i thought i'd get my wins if i had a chance in wins from freed and quintana and they Uh got blown up and then i look up and it's like oh wow it's a one nothing ball game with the Miami Hernandez is pitching well, and then I got a five nothing lead. But when you texted me and said, "Man, those pickups are going to win it for you," I was just like two things. I was like, number one, it's the Mariners, and so who yeah. knows what they're yeah. going to do. And number two, it, I know I know that they've called up a lot of new players, right? But these managers they don't let anybody pitch past four innings anymore. It's unbelievable. They don't, and How it, it makes they you pull guy. And he was getting hit. I get it totally, but. There's guys you look at them. They're breezing along. They got 80 pitches, and they don't even come out for the fifth inning, or they pull them halfway through the fifth inning. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how many pitches Waka had yesterday, but he pitched really well. That was my pickup for yesterday. I yeah, thought it was a good pickup, right? Because I was looking at, I was looking at everybody. I'm going, who is pitching? He was like the only pitcher left that was pitching for a good team. Yeah. Everybody right. else was just. And then I looked at his numbers this year, and he pitched well against the Brewers. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to pick him up. Didn't get the win from him, but he gave me some, you know, gave me some solid innings. Struck out some a bunch of guys, and um, um, actually, I don't know how many. I don't think he struck out as many as I wanted him to. 
Trevor Williams was a total disaster for me. Um, well, yeah, I saw that early, and I thought, oh, that's great. And then Quintana, I thought, oh, this is going to be an easy win. for the, the Cubs are beating everybody like 14 to 11. Like, the, if they yeah. get into the playoffs, <laughs> their pitching is horrible. Like, yeah, how, do you, really how are you a playoff team with that bad of a pitching staff? They're brutal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, it was, it was kind of like what the Astros did for those three games in a row where they just kept scoring. And you, and you, you kind of – if you have a pitcher going against a team like that and they've just put up like double-digit runs in back-to-back games, you're thinking, all right, they're due to, you know, to have an off night <clears throat> since they've been hitting so well for these previous two games. But, man, the thing was, Williams was down, and then all of a sudden Quintana, and that was the key because we had the matchup there. Yeah. Quintana starts giving up runs, and I've got the – Williams has the lead. I'm going, oh, man, this would be huge to get this win. No way. And then he comes out, and the Cubs just went off for the rest of the game. So, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was a walk only struck out one guy. So, but he he pitched great. You know, five hits, no walks in five innings, no runs. Um, but yeah, that that was in that that Trevor Williams was a pickup earlier in the week to get two starts, and he just didn't pitch well. But he'd been pitching good. So I thought, hey, yeah. you know what, this guy's in a groove. I'm going to pick him up. But Pittsburgh's another one of those teams that's just not. They're totally falling by the wayside now. So, Yeah, I think what was huge for you, and, and this is, you know, when you go head-to-head, you don't have to have, you just have to get enough categories to win it, right? Um, you know, Santana was huge for you because he scored six runs and he stole four bases. And then the guy you said hadn't done much for you. He only scored two runs, but uh, Smith got you four steals. And that category Malik was Smith, pretty much yeah. out of reach for a long time. <laughs> like I said, runs were kind of, but I've had trouble scoring runs. I mean, I... I pretty much had home runs and RBI, even though I had a bad, you know, and, and average, even though I had a bad week. But, but you, uh, you commanded the runs and, um, you know, the steals. Um, there was no chance on that. And then, you know, closing wise, I'd been really relying on Bradley, and he didn't do anything this week because the Diamondbacks have just—I don't know if they've just—that killed you. I have no this idea week. what happened with them. Yeah, yeah. they've been horrible from, from horrible. his standpoint, and then also from Marte and and Ahmed, they just did not hit. I mean. As much hitting as they did the previous week or two, I mean, they were just the exact opposite. Yeah, which here's Marte's line baffling. for the week. One run, no homers, no ribbies, one stolen base, 250. And Ahmed was one run, one RBI, 143. Those guys killed me. Um, I mean, offensively, I can't argue too much. I got great. I'm going to got 12 RBI and five homers from Story and Arenado. And, you know, then Seager went off and uh, Albies. So offensively, I was fine. It just came down to the pitching. And I... You know, like I've said before, I didn't have a great pitching staff. I had some really good pitchers, and a couple of them pitched well. But, boy, Quintana's just been brutal for me. And Robbie Ray getting hurt and that blister problem uh, has been, you know. And Darvish, you know, Darvish you had a fantastic game, 14 oh, strikeouts was, was in six innings, yep. but I couldn't get him to pitch twice. And then Tanaka, you know, I mean, he gets a lead, but he still gives up, you know, four runs. So, um but yeah, I mean, so you know, five four one. You, you know, if we had a tied, I would have got the win. So you got it yeah. done five four one. Yeah, yeah. But you you look over at the last season. I mean, I think I was probably playing as good as anybody the last four weeks of the season, probably the best. But right. last week and the week before, the last season's been playing pretty good. He's got a. We talked about it, he's got a really nice team, and he put up some big numbers. I mean, fifty three twenty one, fifty one seven, and two seventy one. I mean, he yeah, would've... I'm hoping. He would have won two categories there. He would have won four yeah. hitting categories there yeah. against you. I'm hoping you know? he comes back down to earth a little bit you know, this week. <clears throat> you know, 
like you said, with this head-to-head stuff and you're playing a one-week playoff, you, it so much just comes down to how are things going to fall into place. Right. And I'm looking at this already. I've got maybe three or four players. I don't know how this worked out. <clears throat> three or four hitters today, and he's basically got nine. Yeah. So I'm in a real disadvantage. And even on Thursday, he's got a lot of guys. So it just so happened that he's got guys on teams that are going to be playing <clears throat> pretty much all week. And so that's going to be that's going to be difficult to, you know, out of the blocks to withstand that. And I have to hope that, that I can, that he's going to, you know, maybe lay an egg on Monday. And um, I got to stick with my guys, though, you know. <clears throat> I, um, you know, I'm, I'm focusing on pitching. Hopefully, you know, numbers-wise, we're about even with that. But he's, you know, he's got a couple extra transactions left. I've just got one. Um, it's going to be tough, but, you know, I'm just going to have to – Rely on my guys. Justin Turner is kind of a concern for me because now they're saying he's probably not going to play tomorrow, and he's got an ankle in- injury. But I'm just like, no, nah, let's let's just see what what happens, and he might come in and, and get me some numbers for maybe even two or three games. Who knows? Well, I mean, with the, with only the three pickups too, there's not a lot you can do. No, uh, and, no. and and quite frankly, pitching wise, there's not a lot out there anymore. I mean, every we everybody in our league was pretty locked in. Even you know Phil, who was. In, you know, out of it for like the entire season. You know, they've been locked in. I looked at McKinsey made some pickups. I mean, mm. people are still playing, which is kind of nice. So they're not just leaving guys out there. So right. it's very difficult. But I mean, you look at Paul's numbers. If he can do this two weeks in a row, give him the crown for the second in a row. Oh, yeah. Good for him. 53, 21, yep. 51, 7, 271. And then pitching 68 mm. strikeouts, six wins, eight saves, 2.1 ERA, and a 1.08 whip. I mean, you can't beat that. No, <laughs> I mean a two point one ERA and a one point oh eight WHIP with eight saves, and six wins. Yeah, that's going to win pretty much every week. You know, Chef lost Yelich and Marte basically at the end of the week or at the beginning of the week, which really that's that's really tough when you go the whole way and then your yeah. your best player goes out and Marte's been playing well as as well. But I don't think it would have mattered. I mean, this guy. It, Paul was just so good this week. I mean, he would have needed Dale. You know, was down. He finished seven homers back, nine nine runs, and seven RBI. So those guys would have had to just totally go off. And like you said, it was the pitching. But Dale's pitching wasn't that bad either. I mean, you figure you throw up a two fifty seven and a one hundred five WHIP. All right, I should win both those categories. Well, he got one of them. But yeah, Paul was just lights out. So How I'm many- hoping. How many, two starts, how many two starts do you have? Because he's got he's got like five two start guys. He's got five guys going between Monday and Tuesday, and they're I mean they're not exactly all the guys he would want to get him. But Matt's I mean he's got some. But Matt's is at Colorado, so that's you know. Um, I've got um, I mean, Paxson's at LA. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got um, three two starters, but I've all, I'm also carrying a couple extra pitching slots. Yeah. that he's not. You know, he's using them for hitters. And we've got the same amount of closers. He's got three and I've got three. I like my three better. Um, but, you know, anything can happen there. So well, it comes it, down to it. He's about I'm at about I think I, I tallied him up. I'm at maybe 13 starts and he's got 12 or I've got 14. and He's got 13. So it's pretty close, even though I've got the extra slots to play with. But. Um, yeah. Well, Alonzo is at Colorado, so he might hit 42 <laughs> home runs uh, this week. Um, yeah, he could. 
He could. You know, Chris Bryant went nuts for him last week. What five homers, thirteen ribby? They're at since or they're at home against Cincinnati. I mean, you don't know. I mean, I'm trying to. You try to look at some matchups and stuff, but but you know, I mean, he's got Escobar. Escobar's been like all the Diamondbacks in the tank. You know, does that continue? Mm-hmm. I. I mean, you you as a as a baseball fan in a hometown, you kind of hope the Diamondbacks figure it out and 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 make a play for this thing. But I got to be honest with you, they they're showing zero signs of life. I mean, Bauer gave them a few cracks. They'd get a guy on, they'd walk a guy, they'd they get their hitters up. Escobar came up with men on multiple times in that game. Twice, uh, Marte came up tying run at the plate and just looked horrible. You know, so I don't. Yeah. I don't know that the Diamondbacks are going to fix this thing. I mean, they might go, they might kind of whimper into the postseason and lose ten of their last twelve. Yeah, they just don't look like they're <laughs> they're really they're really into it. I haven't I haven't seen the games, but just looking at the scores and the the the, the, the uh, um, small amount of runs they've been scoring, they scored four runs in the four game series against the Mets. And gave up 26. They got outscored 26 to four against the Mets on the road. And this is a team you're battling with for the playoffs. I know. I know. How does that happen? You know, how? Where is is that something? You know, it, it would just be interesting to know what what happened. They took two out of three at Cincinnati. You know, they lost the last game, but okay. You go into New York, big series. Got a chance to maybe put the Mets away, put them in your rearview mirror, and man, they just. Laying an egg is, doesn't even really describe what they did. I mean, that was just horrible. They were, those, especially those last two games, they were out of it early. Yeah. And then you go to Cincinnati, and then you come home against Cincinnati, <clears throat> and you again, you score five runs in three games, and the game you win is one nothing. I don't I know. Mean, there's, what, 11, 12 games left for everybody? I mean, you, you look yeah. at the Diamondbacks, and um, in their last 10, they're 3-7. and seven. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, Chicago's five and five. The team that's really playing well, and you know, we didn't know when he went down, but with Yelich going down and all, they're nine and one in their last ten. Milwaukee's only a game out of that wild card slot with Chicago. So, um, and the Cubs are not pitching well at all. They're hitting the ball, but they're not pitching well at all. So, should they trade Yelich in the offseason? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I th- I thought they'd get a spike. You know that that happens sometimes, like mm-hmm. when a when a coach gets fired in football, or when a, a big guy goes down. Everybody just kind of focuses really well, but yeah. it usually only lasts in baseball four or five games, three or four games. You know, they 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 focus. They oh, we got to do it for him, and then you start missing the guy. You know, so I it wouldn't shock me if this week they start realizing, oh, we need that bat in the middle. Yeah, but the Cubs are not doing themselves any favors either. They're five and five in their last ten. I mean, Washington's four and six. I mean, nobody wants this National League wild card. The only team with a winning record in their last ten games is Milwaukee nine and one, and the Mets six and four. I mean, everybody's just pretty much struggling. Well, the Cubs have won four in a row after taking care of Pittsburgh, and that's what you have to do against a team like that. Pittsburgh is in last place, and you just got to you got to beat up on those teams, and they certainly did. Um, Coming up this week. Who they got coming up this week? I'm sure there's some interdivision games going on. Let's see what's happening with the Cubs. Well, real quick in the American League, I mean, you got you got Oakland eight and two in their last ten, Tampa Bay seven and three, <clears throat> Cleveland right on their heels at six and four in their last ten, and the, it's really up to those three. I mean, Cleveland's a game and a half back of of Tampa Bay. That should be a fun one uh, down the stretch. And there's really oh, three. Yeah. I I don't think the Mets are going to make up four and eleven. They might, but. It's really Washington, Chicago, and Milwaukee trying for those last spots, it seems like. And I think 
I think everybody's pretty much set as far as the division winners, right? Well, Looks four like and a half games back for Cleveland. That's somewhat close, but I, I doubt they're making four and a half and 11. Chicago, you know, in Milwaukee, I mean, Milwaukee's only three back of St. Louis, so that's still a run. But, um, you know, and the Cubbies yeah, play, the Cubs and Cardinals play seven times over the next two weeks. Wow. <laughs> well, so there's your, there's your, you uh, want, right? Race right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They play the Reds. They play the Reds for three to start this week. Then they play it. So they got a, a, a seven game homestand against the Reds and Cardinals this week. Then they go to Pittsburgh for three, and you got to, Mop up on there, and then you go. To, you finish up in St. Louis, so a lot can happen. So they have 13 games left. I thought everybody had like 12 games left. Huh? Interesting. Oh yeah, that's right. They're 149. So yeah, 13 yeah. games left. Yeah. 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 Well, it'll be interesting. Um, how are you feeling back to fantasy? How are you feeling about your chances? I mean, do you have a, a gut feeling on it, or or is it just kind of like well, yeah, we'll I have felt, to wait and see. I felt good about my team going into our matchup until fires went out there and threw that first game. Then I wasn't feeling too hot, <laughs> yeah, but right. uh, from a number standpoint, no, nah, I don't feel good about it. He's he clearly has the edge from, from a hitting standpoint uh, on both on Monday and Thursday. Um, pitching is always up in the air. I mean, he threw it, he threw, threw great last week, but is he due to get whacked? He might, you know, I've seen, we, you see it during the, yeah. during the course of the season, you have a great, couple weeks pitching wise and then all of a sudden the wheels came off and they have for my guys i mean i i went through some awful starts with bauer and going into my matchup with you i'm just like gosh it's so tempting to drop this guy because he does not look like he has it and i'm just <laughs> like but you, you can't you just can't you've got two starts he's your he's been your been your horse for most of the year until he got traded just stay with him and it was funny because i was listening to the i was listening to the call the uh, the reds the Reds announcers for that game yesterday and um, on, on MLB TV. And they were just saying, Bauer has that look today that it's just like, what are you even doing with a bat in your hand and coming up against me? That's what they, how they described it. I mean, this guy, he was just locked in. And we've seen him do that was before. Was that against him. the D-backs? That was, yeah, it was yesterday. Yeah, that was you yesterday's think he, game. He, he tends to <laughs> pitch kind of angry sometimes you think it i mean he did not have a good experience with the diamondbacks and now granted it's all new guys it was kevin towers at the time they tried to change right. everything about him and even though they drafted him knowing he was kind of a weird eccentric dude you think i mean he seems to be a guy who likes revenge like i, I can't wait till he faces up against cleveland again at some point but he seemed like he had that look about him well you know it's funny that you say that because they interviewed him after the game i saw it on uh, quick pitch on mlb uh tv last night and he, they interviewed him, and he said, yeah, as I was coming in from the bullpen before the game, I, I passed by some fans, and this one dude waited until I passed by, and he said, early and often, Bauer, keep doing your thing, you know, because he'd been getting hit yeah. a lot. And Bauer was just like going, yeah, wait until I'm past you, and then start yelling at me. And he says, so I dedicate this start to that fan. So you could do <laughs> So it, obviously it stuck in his craw and he was just like, oh, yeah, really? Plus with the whole situation with the D-backs and his past experience, I'm sure that that comes into play. But, yeah, that guy is he's the kind of guy that uses that stuff to drive him. And he certainly did yesterday because he got in, he really he got into a few mini jams. But overall, nah, he controlled that. Game, they were just yeah. he just controlled it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he got some guys on. Some guys got on base with some dinks and you know, a walk, I think it was, to Avila, you know, that scored him. But, yeah, he just it, – it's interesting because, I, you know, 
I'm assuming Tory, you know, Andy Stankowitz says this all the time at GCU. I'm assuming he would say we didn't put good at bats together against this guy. Their approach probably wasn't great. But every time I turned it on to listen, as much as I could tell from how Craig Schulte calls the game, but uh, every time I turned on to listen, <laughs> they were in the hole. Like he dominated them and he was mixing yeah. up his pitches. And at one point, Candiotti said, you know, he his fastball was 92, 93 at the beginning of the game. That last inning when he was striking out Marte, he was throwing 98 miles an hour. Yeah, that's what the Reds announcers were saying too. It's like he's he's even he's humping it up here in the later innings. And he was grunting that, and yeah, yeah, he was he was I mean, he's it's interesting, right? I mean, we don't see that very often and and it's good that they let him go that long too because I I do think sometimes they don't let guys pitch out of jams. But I think part of it is because now there's so many guys called up. So is it still Scott Service up at uh Seattle, yeah. Seattle, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's a very good manager anyways, but, you know, the guy's getting beat. But I'm like, he's a young guy. Why don't you let him see if he can pitch out of it? It's the fourth inning, you know? Why don't you try? And the guy, the, the guys they brought in got, got shellacked as well. So it, it's interesting. We're not, we're not seeing a lot of managers have faith in guys, and I don't know if that's because they just have so many options or they just become enamored with bringing in a new arm. But I, to me, it's like your starting pitchers are typically your best pitchers on your, on your team, right? I mean, right. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. if you've got a lights out closer, but your starting pitchers are your best pitchers. So if you ever go to the bullpen, unless it's directly to your closer, you're going to an inferior pitcher. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Oh, you could sure. be tired or maybe you don't have your stuff that day, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, I don't know. I don't like when you guys have a quick trigger. When you get a moment or anyone that's listening, take a look at the pitch counts on Bauer this year in his starts. This oh, guy up there. Yeah. Oh, he throws 117, deep. 117 yesterday. 116 for his start in Seattle earlier this week. Basically, the whole month of July, he had seven, six starts. A couple of them, 117 pitches, 120. I yeah. mean, that's a great guy to have. You know, he's going to have his times where he gets knocked around a little bit. But if you can put a guy out there, and especially, of course, this was the that that's more the American League too. <clears throat> but you know, he's he's been up there with the Reds as well. Pitching, pitching over 100. So, um, yeah, he's a great guy to have for fantasy, too, because you're going to be able to – he's going to be able to stay in there for yeah. the wins, and and the manager's not going to be pulling him. So I think David Bell is – I was glad to see him trot him back out for the eighth inning. I'm like, oh, just let this guy go because, you, like you said, you start bringing in <clears throat> inferior arms out of the bullpen, and usually it doesn't work, especially when your starter's just been dealing. Yeah, I was hoping that uh, Bell would 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 pull him at, at, like after the seventh, you know, mm. because at that stage the way he was throwing, uh, even if you bring in a really good arm, even though, even though they brought Iglesias in, who's a very good arm, and I, that's no problem going, you know, directly to your closer. There's like on the bench, you kind of go, oh, not Bauer anymore, you know. There's right. like that breath right. of fresh air, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> I was hoping he would do that. It's just very interesting <laughs> to me. I I almost think I I would love to know the stat on you know, the average innings pitched and pitch count of pitchers these days. Cause I, I do think, I do think managers overmanage with their, I don't think a lot of them know how to manage pitchers very well. And they overmanage their pitching staffs. Um, I would almost in baseball, they, they talk about all these rule changes to make the game better and blah, blah, blah. I think the game's in great shape. Uh, but I mean, you look at all these great players we talk about, they're in their twenties, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. for years they were saying, mm-hmm. Oh, we got to get more young kids interested in the game. Well, they seem to be pretty daggum interested in the game because we have the, the youngest, you know, the youngest all-star teams ever in the last three years. And these, these great young players, 
But I want to wonder if they should take one pitcher away from the roster. Like, just taking one pitcher away on your initial 25-man roster, you you just couldn't do this as much. But these guys get enamored with it, these middle relievers, and they just, you know, they, they, they pull guys out in the fourth inning all the time. You know, it makes you wonder, too, because Bauer has, in the past, been at odds with training staffs on the teams he's played for yeah. based on how he gets himself ready ready with his conditioning. Very unique routine. Yep. Maybe they need to start looking at some of the stuff that he's doing because for for a guy to be able to throw as many pitches as he has this year and consistently go out and throw over 100 pitches. You know, they they said last night the Reds guy was the Reds announcer yesterday was saying and Bauer's only at 93 pitches and he, then he says now you might think only 93 that's a lot but he goes for Bauer, no. no. I mean, he's consistently over 100, 110, 115, 120 pitches. So yeah. um, that might have something to do with it, too. These guys just aren't conditioned enough. And I think, you know, it's been said before, a lot of these a lot of these younger players that are coming up, that's all I've done is play baseball. You know, in the past it was playing other sports, and they just – I think they just run themselves into the ground with their arms by continually just, all right, this is all I do. I do baseball year-round. And your arm's going to be able to be able to hold up so much. So I think that might be a factor as well. I, I wonder. Yeah, it's it's always a weird one, right? Because some guys say if you don't throw a lot, you're not going to have a strong arm. Other guys say if you throw too much, your your arm will be tired. You know, but, right? Right. Um, I just kind of wonder too what these managers are thinking. Like, like, like I'll pick on him a little bit. Service. What's your point? Are, are you trying to win the game? And if you're trying to win the game, who cares? You're you're 35 and a half games out right. in the West. I mean, you're literally mm. uh, the worst team in baseball uh, in the West, and there's only four teams less than you. And you got a young pitcher who's going to have to learn how to pitch out of jams and gut through. Why not just let him keep through? I, I don't get it. Are you trying to win a baseball game in— or are you trying to develop talent for next year and see right. if this guy's a guy? And I get it. He was getting hit all over the ballpark and stuff, but he had two outs. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 understand I don't understand that some of these guys, some of the choices they make. Like, you got to see if these guys can play. It's just like not, you know, we, we got on Lovello a lot, like not playing Ahmed last year. Oh, he's got a great glove, but he can't hit. We don't know if he can hit or not because he only gets 250 at bats a year. Yeah. And like, as long as you fi- keep. You got to find out if the guy can hit or that. not. Yeah, if you if you keep telling him that, then he's going to believe it. Yeah, no, I can't hit. I'm just in here for defense, and that's going to be that's going to be his attitude because he knows that's basically why he's in the lineup for his glove. But man, he went on a tear this year up until the last basically last week, week and a half, and um, the guy shows that he can. He's he's great. <clears throat> and then Tory was looked like he was keeping guys basically in the same position in the lineup, not moving guys around, because you can make all the changes you want in baseball, but let's face it, it's that. It's a very routine-oriented sport, and these guys get into their grooves, they get into their roles, and that's what, and that's where they want to be, and that's where they excel the, the most. As opposed to, you know, throwing them, and you know, it's great if they can play multiple positions, but sometimes, then that kind of enters into their thinking. They were talking about that with Bellinger. I mean, he's been, he's kind of been slacking off for the last post All Star break. His numbers are just really pedestrian compared to what they were beforehand. <clears throat> and they were talking about how he, I think he changed positions or something. And and the announcer was saying, if he's hitting where he's where he's playing, just leave him there. Why why move him? 
And I think that happens a lot, especially with L.A., because they got so many guys, so many inter- interchangeable parts that they can move around. So, like, and this is my thing. So, so, so is it Zach Gallon was pitching for the D-backs? Uh, is it Zach? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, he, yeah, he threw 103 pitches. I get it. Threw five and two-thirds. But you have two outs. Like, you're a third of an inning away from what they, they, they consider a quality start. And I know there were guys on and everything, and you're trying to win it. So, maybe I get it. I get it more with the Diamondbacks, but I just think they go to they go to these such these these quick these quick triggers, you know. And yeah. he'd only really given up <laughs> three home runs. I mean, he he made three bad pitches in the game. Yeah, that right. Was basically, it. right. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, hey, um, you know, good luck to you this week. I mean, I, I I've said it all along. I want one of us to win. I really don't want Paul to win again. So how much you can do, you got the team you got, so good That's luck, right. you know, right. and, and, and see how it goes. Do or the, yeah, they do it or they don't this week, so we'll see what happens. But like I said, numbers-wise, out of the blocks, from a hitting standpoint anyway, not looking good. But, you know, I've gone up against teams before where I've had the edge, and by the end of the day, how did they outproduce me? Right, I mean, my right. guys did nothing, and they only had four or five hitters, and they got more production than I did. So it can happen. And these guys have been playing well for me all year. I've got a couple Yankees in there that are, you know, Gregorious and Judge has been just a monster lately. Um, Malik Smith, man, if he can go on a tear and steal a bunch of bases this week. Um, Santana, he stole four last week as well against you. So Danny Santana on the uh, Rangers. But, yep. Yeah, he killed um, me. Well, I only <clears> stole one base, so it didn't, it didn't really matter too much. I was, that, that, to me, that was a shocker because I'm just like, okay, I'm up, I'm up three or four nothing at the time. Then you got to steal. I'm just like, well, this is probably not going to last. I never steal that many bases. I mean, that was basically the season high for me last week. And um, I just had a feeling about Smith. I'm just like, you know what? You got to have a guy that can, especially since 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 um, you have the tiebreaker, I'm like, I got to try to win as many categories as possible. I can't just say, okay, well, I'm not going to win steals, so let's right. get rid of Smith and get somebody else in there. And it, it worked out. It worked out for me, so. Hey, but, real yeah, quick, we'll, Darren, um, on uh, football here, what happened to your Vikings, man? The the Packers looked horrible their first game, and then they come out, and it's at home. It's a Lambo, but they went 21-16. Your Vikings looked awesome week one, and then in week two, that defense gave up, what, 21, and then uh, and when, only it was 16 early. points. Well, they gave up 21 points early. It was 21 nothing before, I think, early in the second quarter. And then they basically held them scoreless the rest of the way. The disappointing thing to me was Cousins at the end. I mean, they um, Dalvin Cook rattled off a 75-yard touchdown run, and then Cousins hit um, hit Stephon Diggs with a 45-yard pass. So they had two big plays, but they again they missed a field goal early on in the game, which they seem to do at Lambeau. They missed an extra point. The only problem with Diggs was when he scored his touchdown, he took his helmet off. Hmm. So then they had to penalize him 15 yards, and then Bailey missed the extra point. But anyway, they're driving in the fourth quarter. They got the momentum. It's first down, I want to say about the 20, 25-yard line of Green Bay. They're down 21-16. And they send a blitz in. And Cousins, he starts rolling and just like, okay, dude, just throw the ball away. Throw it away. So he chucks it up there, and he didn't have enough. I don't know what he was thinking, but it comes down in the back corner of the end zone, and the Packer guy picks it off. And it was just like, dude, what are you? And it was first down. I mean, what are you doing? He was supposed no, to be know. the guy they, you know, because they got rid of Case oh, yeah. Keenum for him, you know, thinking, oh, he's going to come in and hmm. be the next. And he he put up really good numbers in Washington. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what it is. There's something that's mm-hmm. just a little off there, and I, I'm not sure what it is, but he just, I don't, you know, he really, in primetime games, I mean, his record is awful. I don't even know if he's won a primetime game before. He had a horrible record with the Redskins. And big games like this, he had a big game in Green Bay last year, though. I can't fault him for that. We just missed field goals, yeah. which cost us, the, cost us the game. But, man, dude, what are you doing? I mean, you just... Heck, even take a grounding penalty. Just don't throw a pick. Right, right. I'll tell you um, one thing that I kind of, you know, I I, I, I kind of follow NFL from the peripheral. I'm not playing fantasy or anything. Um, I watched a little bit of that Cardinals game. I liked Lamar Jackson coming out of college because I watched him play down at Louisville a couple times, and I really liked him, and I thought he could translate. But, you know, I everybody was talking about he wasn't one of the top quarterbacks, blah, blah, blah. Um, I am surprised, though. I mean, Baltimore drafted him and obviously saw something because they let fly, kind of ran Flacco out of town. Man, he looks really good. And that defense yeah, looks he good. Does. Uh, looks like he's making the right decisions. He's running for 100 yards a game. I mean, they look tough. Yeah, and he's not even – yeah, he's most of his da- – I mean, he's, he's doing damage on the ground, but especially against Miami last week. And, of course, Miami is just horrible. But, I mean, he was just flinging the ball all over the place. And this was supposed to be, you know, going into the fantasy drafts. Well – Lamar Jackson, he's just a running quarterback. You know, you're not you're not going to get much from his receivers either. But he is totally changing that whole thing, and they've and Harbaugh is just really turning him into just a, a really good all around quarterback. I guess the players and the coaches just love him, love the guy. It's interesting you know? to me. You look at the teams. That Buffalo might be kind of the outlier at two and zero. Although I do like Buffalo. That Josh Allen looks really good, and I like it's like their uniforms, the way they play. I don't even know who their coaches are. You look at New England two and zero. Baltimore 2-0, Kansas City 2-0. They look like the best teams in football, uh, along with maybe the Cowboys, you know, at, at 2-0. But in the AFC, those are the three best teams. Obviously, you'd assume one of those is going to, you know, two of those are going to play each other. But they have great, like, they have great administration and front offices and draft. And, I mean, you know, I've had my problems with Andy Reid on the field coaching, but I've never said anything but positive about how he runs an organization. And, sure. the, you know, Harbaugh's the same way and— it's interesting to me. I look at the Cardinals, and people get excited about Murray. I get it, 340 yards. I get there's some excitement there. Yeah, they can't do it in the red zone. But but my thing with the Cardinals, why they're never going to be good, is because I look at their front office with Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime, and I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury translate. I mean, would you think Cliff Kingsbury is in 10 years going to be like a Bill Belichick or an Andy Reid or a John Harbaugh? I, mean, I wouldn't. Doubtful. Maybe he can. No. Maybe he can. No. I don't know. But and I'm guys, like, that's going to be guy, the problem with the Cardinals. I mean, his his ex- success has really been – he hasn't really had a tremendous amount of success at all. We didn't have any level. in college. I mean, he was no. an average coach. Which, in all honesty, we've seen college coaches that were great in college. They can't translate. So in some ways, I don't really care what he did in college. But it's, it's still right. about running the organization and talent. You know, and mm-hmm. I mean, is Kyler Murray better than, than Rosen? It looks like it in two games. It looks like he is, so i got to give him credit yeah, for that I would, pick. Yeah, I would take him. I'd take you know, him over Rosen. Right? Heck, Rosen couldn't even beat out Fitzpatrick in yeah. Miami. So. Well, yeah, I think he will <laughs> shortly. Um, um, they might go 0-16. Could they be the only team to ever go 16-0 and the, or 14-0 and the only team to ever go 0-16? Ooh, Wouldn't that be amazing? Would they be the only one? Well, they'll be the, they're the only one that's won, that's gone undefeated. They, yeah. wait, wasn't it 14 games when they went undefeated? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Or was it 12? I think it's no, it 14, 14, and then they won 14. three or two in the play. Anyway, but yeah, um, yeah. that that to me <laughs> is the reason I just don't think that the Cardinals will ever 
ever get it all together. I think that's the pr- biggest problem with Green Bay. They got talent and everything, but when when they put their money behind their quarterback as opposed to their 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 GM and coach, it kind of you know. I don't look at a lot of great front offices in anybody else in the in the whole of the game. I mean, Dallas, you can argue, but Jason Garrett's been a stabilizing factor there for five years, and he finally turned over the the offensive coordination to a guy who's got some balls. Yeah. Yeah. And they have, you know, Jerry Jones talks a lot and he's kind of an idiot that way some ways, but they've got a great line and things like that. I mean, I and he's Philadelphia's got a man. good group of of administration, yeah. but I those three guys that you look at New England and you look at uh Kansas City and Baltimore and you think, "Man, if you if you're the Cardinals, you got to try to copy that somehow, you know?" Mhm. Mhm. I mean, Harbaugh's done just that? amazing up there in Baltimore. Going going on the other end of the spectrum. How do you think the Steelers are thinking now? Oh, yeah, we can win without Antonio Brown and, and Le'Veon Bell. No, they might have to try to do it without Ben Roethlisberger, too. Right, right. No, Man. I mean, come on. No, I, I... You can't you can't take those two guys like that away and just, oh, we're going to be fine. We're going to count on Juju Smith-Schuster to fill in for Antonio Brown. You see what Brown did yesterday right away? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I thought it was Brady when they asked him, oh, did you intentionally try to get the ball to him early? He's like, well, I was just looking for the open guy. He's like, no, you didn't. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> Of course you did. I mean, he caught what four balls yeah. in the first three on the first drive, and only caught one after that. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady's yeah. whole point was get this guy involved, get him happy. I mean, he only had what he had one touchdown, like fifty yards, and he's celebrating like he won the Super Bowl. Like that's yeah. how you know the guy's he's locked in. Normally, mm-hmm. if he didn't get one hundred twenty yards, he'd be all pissy, yelling yeah. at Ben. <laughs> I mean, you see, this is what about Brady, which. Ugh, I mean, look, I used to, I argued vehemently last year there, and Rodgers was a goat, not not Brady. I'm, I was wrong. I mean, Brady's he's the best. I mean, he's the best ever. I mean, he's got a lot of support yeah. from his his owner and his co- all that stuff, right? But he still, I look at this this box score, and once again, Tom Brady, uh, what twenty completions? I think it was, and he hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys, and he hit each one at least twice. <laughs> I mean, seven guys for I just they're just I mean, they haven't a lot of point yet on defense, have they? I mean, they're 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 unbelievable. They gave up three to I believe three to uh, Pittsburgh, and that was it. I mean, two games they've outscored granted, their opponents like seventy some to three. Yeah, and granted, you know, you look you look at the uh, at at the Ravens. They haven't really played anybody any good because everybody knows the Cardinals' defense stinks and Miami stinks. So it'll be interesting to see. But I'm looking at their division. Who are they going to play in their division? That's good. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Uh. I mean, I, I, I do. I think the AFC South will be the fun one to watch because I think Indy, Houston, Tennessee, and they're all just kind of average. So it'll be fun to see who beats up who, you know. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think Indianapolis. That's another team. I think. I think they might have a really good. I really like Frank Reich and the way he yeah. runs that organization. I do too. Yep. That could be a team that, and they draft pretty well. That that's another team I'd put in that that category. Yep. And they lost Andrew Luck, but they didn't really. I think the fans were more broken up about it in the whole football world more than the Colts were because I think shortly after that they signed Brissett to an extension. Like this is our guy. Yeah. And Reich's he's he's really good with the play calling and stuff. He is he's a sharp dude. So he's a good guy too. He's very <laughs> uh he can be emotional, but he's also he can be very stable. I think he's I yeah. think he's a I think the players like playing for him. I don't think he goes mm-hmm. swings too far either way. I think they trust him too. It seems like they really yeah. trust him. Which I think that's yeah. important. These these guys a lot of these guys want to feel, you know, appreciated and blah, blah, but they want to feel like, you know, their coach knows what he's doing, you know? Oh, for sure. Because <clears throat> so, if, if you see your coach panicking or, 
are just making these really irrational decisions, that's how it's gonna yeah it's gonna rub off on the uh, on the rest of the on the players. And they're yeah. going to play that way. Well, and the Saints, everybody talked about them having a Super Bowl team. But, man, Breeze is out enough, I think, what, six weeks yeah, with a broken thumb. I mean, that's going to be tough. Oh, it's, it's broken? I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, they said he's going to yeah. have surgery today. So, But anyway. Yeah. Teddy well, Bridgewater's not going to lead him. No. You know, the, he's okay. He's good. It's a nice backup, but he's not going to be Jason Smith might be the guy. That's what they're saying. Then, I don't even know who he is. He's kind of like one of those hybrid dudes. They bring him in every now and then and, and fill in for Breeze. But you know what it looks like? You know what he plays like almost is a is a Tebow type guy. <laughs> so you know we'll I see like? how good a we'll see how good a coach uh, Sean Payton is. You know what I like about Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and Jacoby Brissett and all that stuff. We don't have to hear that black quarterbacks don't get a chance anymore. Right. Like we're the, that, that that it was such a tired narrative when Doug Williams won the Super Bowl and yeah, granted they were like they they made it sound like there was like like the white men in charge didn't want black quarterbacks. The problem was there just weren't a lot of great black quarterbacks. Well, now there are, and guess what? They're playing like crazy. I mean, you've had McNabb, you've had Vic, you've got you've got two of the best quarterbacks in the league are African American dudes. Yeah, and they're fantastic, oh, yeah. and they're not just oh they got to run all the time. I mean, you they see some of those throws Mahomes made against yeah. his body. I mean, un- yeah. and Jackson on that third down and like. I don't third and whatever, and they're like, oh, he's going to scramble. He just threw that right over the top of the guy. You got Teddy Bridwater's going to start. It's it's kind of nice that we don't have to <laughs> that kind of tired listen rhetoric that, anymore. I've got dialogue. Kinda, yeah, it just is like because because they're going to find something to complain about all the time, you know. Oh yeah, Taysom it, Hill was the guy's name, not Smith. That's the guy on the Saints that they're kind of their hybrid quarterback and and someone someone on the I think the Saints organization was saying this is he's going to be like Steve Young. And then yesterday they're saying, well, if you're going to compare him to Steve Young, Steve Young, you better start him. I just yeah, don't no see Bridge, I don't see Bridgewater doing it for him. He really wasn't that great with the Vikings. Well, I mean, he was, he was okay, but I don't know. The big, the biggest question you've got is, do do you th- if you think you have a Super Bowl team, do you want to do you want to put a rookie in, or do you want to put a guy in who at least you can be like, hey, manage the game, hand the ball off to Kamara, right. hit Thomas every now and again, don't ruin it for us. Do you think now you've got that opportunity? I think that's probably what Sean Payton's going to say. Now, or are you like Andy Reid? You had a you had a, an AFC Championship Super Bowl team with Alex Smith, and you just said, nope, I'm turning the reins over to a second-year guy. And I'm not only going to turn him over, I'm going to let him do what he does. And it yep. worked. Other yep. guys have done that, though, and it didn't work. So <laughs> Sean Payton's probably like, eh, I don't know what I want to do. I can, see, I can see Payton doing that. He seems like he's, he's one of those coaches that would be willing to— Kind of a gunslinger. Yeah, and just change things up if he needs to. Yeah. And not just go, oh, no, this is what we have to do. We're going to stick with, with Bridgewater. I, I would say I think Hill's going to eventually get in there and get his shot. Yeah. And he might have to just retool everything uh, to make it work because replace, you can't replace Breeze. You just can't. No, no, no. No, no. All right, man. Hey, I got to take my kids to uh, some school stuff, so we're done. Okay. But uh, you're not done. Congrats on the no, victory. I'm, Bring it home. Again, Hopefully we'll do another we'll do. crowning you champ. Hopefully. All right, that'll do it for the Fantasy Baseball Wrap. We'll see you next week.